Hello and welcome to the latest episode of PSG Talking. I'm your host, Ed, and thank you so much for joining us for another season. We certainly hope this will be a memorable one. Well, every PSG season is memorable, but maybe not always for the greatest reasons. But this season, though, I'm very optimistic. And we'll get into all of the reasons why and preview the season. But I wanted to bring in my guests who you haven't heard on these airwaves before. So let's go ahead and do it. We have Stu from Parisian Londoner. Um, and he's a passionate PSG supporter, obviously based in the UK. Um, you may have also seen him on a little something called AFTV, Arsenal Fan TV, uh, where he's uh, on their channel talking about PSG. Uh, Stu, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you this evening? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, pleasure, pleasure to, to be here and, and talk talk PSG with you. Uh, but but yeah, uh, well, you sound already quite positive about next season. I'm like, I have mixed feelings, so we will debate this in a second. But uh, let's see how it goes. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's just get right into the business here of the podcast. So at the tail end of last season, many PSG supporters were at their breaking point. I think it's fair to say the club failed to get past the round of 16 of the Champions League. The manager had seemed to uh, lost, you know, he was just completely lost. The squad choices were questionable. The sporting director was under fire. The ultras were holding up uh, signs, criticizing everyone in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I mentioned, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, perhaps more than any other season in recent history, do you, you obviously don't share that optimism. So let's just get it. Why are you maybe not as high as I am? And then I'll go after you and share why I am optimistic. So go ahead and take it. How, what is your overall feeling on the season? Well, I, well, I, I am, I am positive. I am definitely positive about next season. I am definitely positive about the changes and the steps that have been taken. Um, it's just that I can feel that amongst the PSG fans, like that they feel it like it's a big revolution and everything's going to change from one season to another. Um, uh, where I'm a little bit mitigated, I'd say, is that my expectations are not um, around what's going to happen next season because I, I know that it's going to take time. Um, so I'm not as pumped as everyone can be pumped about all those changes because from a structural perspective as well, apart from the gaffer, apart from obviously Luis Campos as well, I know the president has, has spoken about um, the fact that uh, the, the the hype and the, the Hollywood FC should be should be over, and I'm I'm glad to hear those words. To be fair, because we were desperately looking for this kind of of, uh, of position, uh, but I think it will take a bit more time than just next season. So uh, that's why I'm I, I have mixed feelings around around next season. I know it's a good first step for for everyone, but I know that. Um, you see, Galtier has signed only for two years. The will will uh, will stay for two years. I don't know if uh, if two years will be will be sufficient, but in my opinion, I think that the revolution that we are expecting will take definitely more than two years. Yeah, and then when Galtier did come in, I, I pointed that out in one of our Twitter Spaces or something that I thought like two year contract was questionable but if you think about it Mbappe is probably only going to be here for three more years at the most Messi will be here for two more seasons so it really seems like 
this whatever this next iteration of PSG is, it's it's probably only going to be for the next two to three years. And so Gaultier is going to be the man to lead. Yeah. So. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was saying I, I, there's a little bit of a, of a of a delay, but when I speak, but yeah, you're totally right in the sense that. The, the Galtier situation, we can be in favour, not in favour. There's the lack of European experience, whatever. I'm, we cannot be quick to judge him. Obviously, we need we need we need him to deliver before anything. Um, obviously, we have our doubts around uh, his European experience, but again, this type of stuff takes time, uh, and he can he can actually perform in in in, in Europe. But we need to give him time. What I, I'm I'm just worried about is that. We were complaining about the relationship and the um, big decision power of the sporting director we had before, Leonardo. And I, I personally have the impression that the whole project right now, and in terms of decision power, is mainly around Luis Campos. And Luis Campos kind of have the same role, even more in terms of decision power, than Leonardo. And the good thing is, his connection with Galtier is amazing. It's good. That's really positive. They worked really well together in the past. That's very encouraging. But if that works only for two years, what's going to happen after with Luis Campos and another gaffer? If we have a long-term plan, that's, that, that's, that's where I'm worried. For sure. And I think maybe the, the ultimate solution is maybe Gaultier works out. We win a Champions League and he's at the club for the next 10 seasons. I mean, that's the best case scenario. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Would love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm thinking, why I'm so optimistic, I mean, everyone, I think, wanted Leonardo out. So he's gone. Um, we've got Luis Campos, who's mm -hmm. building a squad at Lille. He beat PSG uh, to the league on title uh, just a few seasons ago. So I think he is a great sporting director. Gaultier isn't that flashy Zidane. Uh, he doesn't have the maybe the CV, the credentials. But I think he, tactically, I think he can get this team to, to win. It's just whether or not the players will listen to him. We saw under Pochettino, didn't really kind of click. And so it, it's going to be an uphill battle. Gaultier does not have the Champions League pedigree that we would want, but... You know, he, it's un, undeniable he is a good manager, but can he do it at this level with the superstars? Is that a, is that the major concern that you have? Is that he has never managed a player like Neymar or Messi? To be fair, it's not it's not really around how to manage the dressing room and all the egos we have in the dressing room. I'm not really worried about this because he obviously looks like the the very strict head teacher. You know, like uh, the old maybe the teaching the old-fashioned way and coaching the old-fashioned way. Hopefully, he's going to fit with, with the rest of the squad because of the new generation in modern football is no longer like this and with the, 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 the old head strict head teacher not really, are not really welcome these days. But I'd say I'm not really worried about him managing the Eagles. Um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, man, what, uh, what, what's going to happen in, in, in... First of all, my expectation from a domestic perspective... Is obviously for him to smash every trophy domestically, right? So win us back the, the the Coupe de France. Obviously, we lost we lost we we lost the Coupe de France to Nice, uh, by the way, last season. Um, so obviously, we want to win this trophy back. We need the trap domestically because that's why his quality is that domestically he should smash everything. So first off, if, dom if domestically you don't win the trouble, 
I will. I, I do think that it will be a little bit of a failure because domestically he should be on top of everything. That's the first point. Second point is from a European perspective, I expect nothing from this season personally, in the sense that it will be a bit of a crash test for him and his and his team as well. Um, stuff. So at least past the group stage. If we get it kicked out, I'm not really going to be surprised. I'm not going to be really mad at him at all. I think it will be a bit more of a crash this season from a European perspective. But still, I think that the season after, at a European level, we definitely need, need to, to deliver. And if he's not, I'm sure the, the, the owners will get rid of him. But that's, that's a shame because I would have loved him to implement a style of play, a proper strategy... Uh, a proper mentality, identity to the team. That's what we 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 craving, and this 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 kind of stuff takes quite a bit of time actually. So, I, I, again, I, I said it earlier. I think two years. Uh, I'm not really happy about what's happening with Dacia because I think two years is too short for him to implement something properly. Yeah, that's a fair point. You mentioned uh, winning the Coupe de France. I, obviously, I want to win everything as a PSG fan, but in a way, I am sort of okay if we lose that. If we play a lot of our young players and get them minutes and that sort of thing, and 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 see what they can actually do in a in a tournament style like that. So, are you? Is that something you would be okay with if, we, if PSG didn't win it, but we're getting minutes to Mbembe, for example, or some of the other youngsters? What do you think? Right. That's that's a bit of a tricky one because we have a special relationship with the Coupe de France. This is our cup. This is our cup. We are the kings of the Coupe de France, and we have a special relationship with this cup. So, I, I, for example, I was I was quite really upset, not as upset as as, not, as losing Champions League final, but to 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 be kicked out that early from the competition as well was really upsetting to me. Uh, de France, I know that we need to uh, to play the youngsters. Uh, Xavi Simons has played in the Coupe de France actually. Um, Edouard Michu and and uh, and and now Gnabry as well and all all of the youngsters we had, but this is a cup that we need to win, uh, simple as, and we need to 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 rewin that trophy. Uh, if 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 we need to not play the youngsters, uh, to win that trophy, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. The manager who knocked PSG out of that competition was Gauthier at Nice, and uh, it was uh, Boca, I believe. Who exactly. Was- uh, during those PKs. So um, it'll be interesting. I think you're right. I think PSG do need to smash league on, and I think they have the right manager for that. I don't think we're going to see what we saw last year, which was a lot of teams come, especially to the park, and sort of like just not be scared of PSG whatsoever, score goals against us. And um, it, we didn't look great domestically, even though we did win the, the league by a good exactly. mark. Exactly. It's not as impressive as you would have. That's why when you when you said, um, sorry to interrupt, when you said Galtier won the league um to PSG I think it was more the other way around when we lost the, the the title and Galtier won the title with Lille I think we lost the title rather than Lille winning it because I, I don't know if you remember that season but we played awfully and I know that he, he did the job he delivered and that's great but Lille were not amazing that season it's just that we were awful so I uh, great job but I think we lost the title to Lille rather than Lille winning the title to us yeah, and you always point that out because you know people always say we should have never gotten rid of Tuchel, but under him we didn't we didn't play great. I mean he's doing fine at Chelsea and he's yeah. one, but sometimes the manager isn't the right fit. 
So hopefully Gaultier will be the right fit. So we talked about the manager. Let's look at the squad. So, so far, uh, PSG's made the one signing with Vitinha from FC Porto. Um, midfielder comes in. Mm-hmm. Harder right away. We don't really know what to expect from him when he was on loan uh, with Wolves in the Premier League. From what I read, didn't really light it up that much. So we don't know what to expect from him on the on the big stage with the lights as bright as it is at PSG. So um, you know, PSG has been linked with several other attacking players, a couple of defenders. For you though, what is the most important business that the club must take care of before the transfer window closes? I'd say uh, the defense, our defense still looks a bit shaky to me, mate. Uh, uh, obviously, the midfield was, was uh, our weakness for quite a few seasons now. Uh, the fact that Vitinha is joining uh, is actually a very, very good thing. But again, um, we have loads of responsibilities because he will be the one who will need to dictate the tempo and and Delio as Verratti is, is taking initiatives and everything. So, again, from what I saw, what I heard from him, I think it's early stages for him. Hopefully, he will step up and, and deliver like, like Verratti is delivering when he's on a good day. Uh, but the midfield will be crucial. We had defensively at the moment, we still look a bit, a bit shaky. Uh, the, the suspected arrival of, of Skriniar and the suspected departure of Kimbe uh, to Chelsea uh, they, they're talking about this more and more here. I don't know if you know, but uh, Kim Pembe's uh, father was was in London recently as well. Um, so um, the defense is 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 definitely crucial uh, for next season. If Kim Pembe is is uh, is going to Chelsea, uh, I know Skriniar is is a good replacement, but again that means we will rely on uh, on, the, on the center. We'll be yeah, we'll have our we will rely on Sergio Ramos being fit for next season. And that's, that's, that's where I'm actually um, a bit, a bit um, upset is that, that we can't really rely on Ramos. Uh, so I'd say on the top of screen, yeah, we need another backup plan um, for Sergio Ramos if Kim Pembe leaves. Um, but apart from that, the midfield is all right. Uh, hopefully, Gini will, will uh, step up as well. Uh, with a bit more structure around him, because obviously uh, we were, I was personally um, one one of the first to defend him because I saw him playing in the Premier League, and I know that if he did not deliver, it, it was because the 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 structure and and the team was all over the place last season, and he needs some kind of structure, a gaffer like Galtier, for example, a proper style of play to actually deliver. So I'm counting a lot on on Genie next season uh, on the midfield, and hopefully he will deliver. So if you you go with Gini, Vitinha, Ratti, uh, we're getting rid of of um, of uh, also uh, our Senegalese midfielder uh, that will probably leave to uh, to journey. I heard, but um, but let's see how it goes. But the defense, bro, the defense is 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 crucial for next. And the keepers, it's fine. We sorted. We don't know if it's gonna be Donnarumma or or, or Navas. Uh, Navas uh, will not accept to be number two, but at least Dona, even if Donnarumma looks a bit shaky, still I think I think he will be fine. But mate, the defense, the defense, the defense. We we saw the defense last season just carved up so many times, even by league on competition with a long diagonal ball that would just catch uh, Kim Pembe out of place. Even Marquinhos against Real Madrid was uncharacteristically exactly. Um, I like Skriniar. I think he would be a really solid signing. I think we're just going back and forth with Inter Milan on just a, maybe a few million euros, something like that. It just pay whatever it costs to get him. Mm. The report from um, 
uh, Paris fans, I think is where we picked it up. It's on PSG Talk now. But uh, Jules Kunde, I think he would be a great addition if we could get him. I think he'd probably be a little bit more expensive. But I think you're right. we got to solidify that back line. I'm not so sure why we're selling Kimpembe. I know his contract situation. Maybe you could get something for him now instead of maybe letting him leave for free. But I... I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying because I know Kimpembe has been a bit shaky and I'm not really objective with him because we don't have that many born and raised Parisian players that are loving the badge and loving the club and the city and everything. And that's something we want to implement and, and develop a little bit more. And, and that type of player playing with, with his soul, his, 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 his blood, giving everything on the pitch for the badge. Uh, at the end of the day, if we have the ambition to win the Champions League and you're, you're too short and, and you're not delivering, then, then, then we need to find a backup solution. But, May, I know Chelsea, uh, Thomas Tuchel, uh, Thiago Silva, um, and also uh, uh, they, they're doing a lot of lobbying right now to make him sign. Uh, the same as I heard that they're lobbying for Neymar as well to sign to Chelsea. Uh, I know, I know, mate, to see Chelsea with our previous captain, our previous gaffer, and Kim Pembe. Trust me, I'm in London. I will go to Stamford Bridge and I will protest. I will burn everything. I will be like, that's not possible. And you know what? Usually, when they join another club, especially in the Premier League, they will perform even better. And that's what I'm scared of: is that see Kim Pembe playing against us in the Champions League and delivering quality games. And and I won't I, I can't see this happening, mate. It's too it's too too hard for me. Well, I mean, the good news is that there's been no player that I can think of who's left PSG and has come back to just absolutely haunt us, especially they've never scored in a Champions League final against us. So I think we should be okay with my tongue firmly in my cheek. Um, yeah, we've seen that happen over and over. So Kempembe, I'm, I have no doubt if he does go to Chelsea, he will come back and haunt us because we know the quality is there. We've seen it. We've seen him perform against Messi when he was at Barcelona. We've seen him shut down big players and perform really well. Last couple of seasons, he hasn't been great we kind of wanted him to ascend but he sort of plateaued but maybe with the right manager and the right group around him maybe he's learning from Sergio Ramos I would hate for Kempembe to go I'm with you yeah if he goes to Chelsea if you're there in London go uh, get him and bring him back to Paris if you can (laughs) (laughs) I'll try I'll try all right well Let's keep talking about the players. So last season, a lot of people were critical of Pochettino because he rarely played PSG's talented young players, which we've already named several of them. So assuming Gaultier has a different philosophy and he gives them some minutes, maybe in the Coupe de France, maybe against lower Ligue 1 teams, uh, or even with the the World Cup, maybe some players get injured or tired. We're going to really need those players. So is there a, a young player in the squad that you think is really poised to break out this season? But Gabi, Gabi first, I think Gabi is, has an amazing potential. Uh, I think he's a bit all over the place and sometimes doing too many useless flicks and tricks and everything. So he needs to be a little bit more disciplined. But as soon as he will have the discipline around him, I think we will give a bit more. Uh, to be fair, we lost and we are about to lose uh, the last, uh, I'd say, main talent of the, 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 the youngsters, which is Edouard Michu. Uh, now, obviously, we lost Shavi uh, Simons. Uh, I can't believe, I, I know we have a, a buyback clause or anything, but at the end of the day, what would have been interesting is for Edouard Michu, Garbi and, uh, and Simons to actually integrate the first team. 
Uh, I know we have talented youngsters as well. I know that uh, Luis Campos wants to implement this uh, little elite group uh, with um, with the, the players from the academy and the youngsters uh, to be on a separate elite group of five or six players and, and, and train with the first team and check if they can they can fit in, in the squad. I think that's an amazing idea. I think that's that's what we need as well to have a bit more attention and pay more attention to our to our, the talent we have uh, internally. But the only one we we have left that I'm interested in, I'd say the main one is Garbi and and uh, Edouard Michu if he stays. But the main one was Xavi Simons, uh, the full the amazing potential we had to develop, and unfortunately we 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 lost him. Um, so I'd say, yeah, if Edouard Michu stays and Gabi, Gabi will stay, uh, I, I thought that normally he will stay, I'll, I'll go for those two. Yeah, Simon's leaving was interesting because we all the reports were he was going to stay and then all of a sudden he, he leaves uh, Feyenoord, uh, what, what a Dutch team did he go to, Some one of those teams over there, and it, was, it surprised me, but Michu's now been linked with Celtic, it seems like PSG and Celtic yep. really have. Uh, relations there in, in terms of players but for me I think you, you've hit on all the big ones I've always been a real big fan of uh, Bitsyabu we talked about the defense needing uh, some yes and he is just physically exactly everything you would want uh, in, a, in a center back um, at 17 years old he's learning from Marquinhos Sergio Ramos I'm really high on him I think if we could see him play I, I think was it Bayern Munich may have been interested in him but um yeah, I think he's a player that I'm really high on, and um, Mbembe as well. Um, but then I was looking, he's 21 years old, which is slightly older than the 20-year-old Nuno Mendes. So I don't know, is Nuno Mendes, does he count as a youngster? Because he, he's he's just an amazing left-back. He's one of my favorite players on the squad. No, it's, uh, Nuno, Mendes is not young, Nuno Mendes is not a youngster because he's not a youngster like, like Through from, the from the academy. Yeah. Uh, it's more, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we more focus on the youngsters from the academy. For example, talking about about the teachers or the guys, the, the the players from the academy, I would love to see Kalimundo back at the club. For example, oh, hundred percent, yeah. Kalimundo is quality, so I, I don't really understand why we're not bringing him back or, or finding a, a suitable solution to have uh, have him involved in the new project again. It's always the same topic, mate. It's, that it's not only about the first team we need to discuss. We also need to think about the the bench. Because at the end of the day, if you want to go far in the Champions League, you need to have a proper bench and a proper competition between the players at each position. And when we look at Man City, for example, or clubs like that, you can definitely tell that if, if they have, and even if they perform, it's because the bench is also almost like a, like a second first team. And I don't know how we can do that. But we need to, to involve the players in a kind of a healthy competition where they can get the opportunity to play in the first team, but we also need them to commit to the bench when we need them and have quality players that can be on the team but can stay on the bench when we need them on the bench. And and Calimundo can can I, I don't I know every every club is interested in Calimundo and, and they can get a lot of money for for him, but this is the type of strategy we need to implement as well. The bench, yeah. Yeah, the bench will be very important, as I mentioned, with the World Cup right in smack dab right in the middle of the season. Um, it's going to be important to have a bench. Another young player who is uh, currently injured, but I think has some promise, is uh, Pimpele with uh, Colin Dagba going on loan to Strasbourg. 
um, we need a right back. So um, I guess after the World Cup, or no, before, he'll come back around like October time, I think is what I, I had read a report. So he's a player that could potentially come in and, and contribute. He was at Bordeaux on loan last season. So lots of yeah. players, as you mentioned, PSG will need a lot of depth here. Um, let's just keep it moving here. Let's talk about the stars now. Kylian Mbappe signed until 2025. So that dark cloud is no longer hanging over the Parc de Prince. But is this the season where we see the Frenchman take his game to the next level? What are you expecting from Mbappe this season? I think after last season, he already started to take his game to the next level. Uh, I've, I've seen a, an amazing Mbappe last season, uh, definitely stepping up, um, taking responsibilities on the pitch. Um, Behaving like the main man, obviously, has been formalized as 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 him being the main man of the squad and of the project as well. I, I think, to be fair, I think it should have been him from, from the start. It should have been the center of the attention and the main man from the project from the actually beginning. But again, better late than, than never. But um, again, I've seen words. I, I don't know, those are rumors, but I know that his, his, his relationship with Neymar uh, is no longer the same as well. Uh, because of, of of what happened in, in the in the the medias when when he was uh, uh, apparently said something around uh, not being opposed to Neymar leaving the club, uh, I've seen some 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 footages of training sessions where Neymar was kind of ignoring Mbappe etc. Hopefully it's not going to be a big deal where they can find a suitable kind of agreement for the interest of of, of the group because because obviously those are the main. With, along with Messi, those are the main guys of, of the squad. And if, if they don't get along, we can do the And they had a connection as well. Uh, the connection was really helpful to, to the interest of, of the group. And, and if we lose this as well, it's going to be a bit more complicated for Mbappe next season if he's losing his connection with Neymar. Um, so again, I expect Mbappe to main man, to deliver, to step up. And I think he will because he's the center of the attention now. But again, it goes along with what's going to happen between him and Neymar because I think the connection is crucial. It's hard to say you want more out of Mbappe. He was the leading goal scorer in, in uh, assist man in in uh, the French league, and then he scored big Champions League goals. So I don't know, maybe from a leadership, like you said, getting along with Neymar and helping him. But um, where do you see Mbappe playing? I I think he's best on the wing, but I think he wants to play as a striker. So where do you think Gaultier is going to play Mbappe in big Champions League games? Where is he going to be? I, I prefer him playing on the, as you said, on on the on the left side, um, not in the middle. Uh, it depends. I think it depends on the Skamaka situation. To be fair, um, it depends on the Skamaka, the other prospect that we have. Yeah. Um, if Skamaka joins, I think he can stay on 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 the on the sides. Uh, if Skamaka is not joining, what what option do we have? Mm. It's always what will be Mbappe, Messi, Neymar. Mm. Again, I'm not a big fan of Messi in in the center. To be over Neymar in the center, over Mbappe. They, they, we need like a proper nine. That's I mentioned all the three strikers by mistake. Is because none none of them are actual real nines as well. You know so. Uh, I think a proper striker in the center, Mbappe can 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 fit some sometimes, but it's not his best position. So I think uh, yeah, if Skamaka joins, you might have a, a front three with uh, Mbappe, Skamaka, Neymar, and and Messi a little bit down Skamaka. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, Mbappe on this side, 100%, mate, 100%. Yeah, when, you know, when I look at the squad and I start thinking about, okay, what's my preferred starting 11, as crazy as it sounds, I really have a hard time figuring out where I want to put Messi just because I think Gaultier is going to play that back three. So where do you put Messi? I don't think you can put him on the wing. Um, a false nine, I don't, I don't know if that works. But, I mean, where, where, what about Messi? I mean, where do you think he fits in? Is he a regular starter, you think, this season? It's crazy with Messi. It's just uh, he's, he's, he's moving everywhere on the pitch. Um, he's, a not, he's not a real striker, like a real number nine, like, like a Lukaku or... Or even a, you know, an Ibrahimovic or a Haaland, you know, it's, it's not obviously the same profile. Um, he can help. The, he should be here in support of the actual striker, uh, of the actual number nine. As I said a little bit uh, at the back, but uh, with all those, with those three again, the, the only option we have will be Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, and Messi will almost behave as a false nine. And I'm not a big fan of Messi being a false nine as well. So, uh, bro, maybe I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I'm, I have mixed feelings. Obviously, everyone is is a bit disappointed about Messi, but uh, uh, hopefully next season it will be it will be on top. But uh, on, on the depending on what what the gaffer wants to implement and put in place. But as you said, I'm struggling to uh, find him an actual position where it will be. Uh, his best level. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail with uh, even questioning whether or not Messi's a regular starter. But, you know, Gaultier had those statements um, about how no player is bigger than the club. And if Messi's not putting in the performance, if they're, if the best formation doesn't include him and he's better coming off the bench, I mean, he's 35 years old. At some point, you are going to see a decline. And just because you are Messi doesn't necessarily mean you're guaranteed a spot in the starting 11 if it's not what's best for the whole team. So maybe Gaultier was foreshadowing that a little bit. All right, Stu. So last season, I thought Neymar had a, a good season, but maybe not up to his standards. Maybe not what a lot of um, his supporters would have liked to have seen. I think we can definitely get more from Neymar this season. But what are you expecting from him? Where do you think Gaultier is going to play him? He's got a big World Cup uh, coming up with Brazil. So that may be where his primary focus is to start the season. But what do you hope to see from Neymar? And I guess my last question I'll ask is, is he going to even be a PSG player? There's been rumors that maybe he could be sold before the window closes. All right, let's start for, with, the, with the, the last question. Then. I, I know there are rumors. I know he's been extended to, uh, I think it's, it's 2027, I think, with the automatic renewal. Um, I heard that he's very happy in Paris, obviously, and, uh, and he's supposed to few stuff around him coming back at his best level and this season's gonna be this season we're gonna win smash everything is is really motivated about next season i think from a physical perspective he's really involved in in his training sessions and uh and getting back in shape uh and 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 being faithful for next season um again i think to be fair i think uh it all depends Next last season he, he was a bit shaky. I know, but if he's back to his level, uh, the, I'd say the first, first, second, third season when he joined, uh, and he's again having this amazing connection with Mbappe. I think he will help us a lot to achieve our targets. Uh, it sounds like he's in the mood of of uh, achieving and and winning this this uh, this Champions League with us 
and he's not uh, he's not winning. He's quite stubborn about this. He, he really, really wants to to win the Champions League with us. I'm not a Neymar fanboy. Uh, I've been quite annoyed by uh, by uh, his attitude on the pitch, being really frustrating and, and etc. But from a number and start perspective, I'm forced to admit that that overall is he's been quality. He's been quality and he's been crucial uh, with us. So. Again, I think next season, mate, it's all about the connection between Neymar and Mbappe. If, if you wanna, if you wanna be, if we will be successful. So, the rumors about him uh, leaving to the Premier League. I know Chelsea was, as I said uh, earlier, interested in him. Uh, I know Thomas Tuchel wants him. I know Thiago Silva is doing a little bit of lobbying to make him sign to Chelsea. Um, again. I'm not sure the Premier League will fit to, with, with Neymar. He will be injured uh, week in, week out, mate. I'm telling you, it's too physical for him. <laughs> the defenders, they will take good care of him. Uh, um, uh, and because they really don't like this kind of, uh, you know, flicks and tricks and humiliations and stuff like that, they will just smash him. Uh, so I'm not sure the Premier League will, will be a good fit for Neymar. Uh, but it sounds like he's happy, uh, he's renewed. And I think we need him for next, at least the next season. Uh, and if it does not work next season, we we might we might sell him and and try to try to get a good price. Uh, but uh, yeah, connection between Mbappe and Neymar always always, uh, and that's why I'm I'm scared of all the things out you know off the pitch that happen and and the, the images that I've seen during the training sessions it's really worrying uh, because they had had this kind of romance like romance uh, friendship uh, things they had, and I think it was really helpful. Uh, on the pitch, and uh, if they lose this, hopefully we, we're gonna we, we're not gonna be in too much trouble. But but we definitely need this back 100%. Yeah, we saw that um, those two players starting to click a lot towards the end of last season. Um, hopefully they can pick up on that. But I think for Neymar, his season is going to be split into two. I think at the beginning of the season, we may not see the best out of him simply because I think he's going to be saving himself for Brazil in the World Cup, and then I think after exactly. that. Yeah, he's going to need a break. Um, I, I hope he does not get injured, but I think he's just going to lay it all, all out on the line because he at 34 at the next World Cup. I mean, I, I who knows if he'll be able to even make the team at that point? Brazil is so loaded, so um, I think that he's going to go all out for the World Cup, and then after the holiday break, I think when we start um, January, I, I think then we're going to see a renewed focus. So if he can stay healthy, great. But I'm with you. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I expect, uh, I would expect the best of Neymar um, in 2023. So if he gets off to a slow start, let's just all pump the brake. I think everything's going to be fine. Um, let's be, yeah. Go let's ahead. be fully transparent as well. Um, you were talking about Neymar, and I think you also uh, saw the Netflix documentary on Neymar, which actually was quite interesting, to be fair. Um, and we all know, and it's it's not a secret to anyone that uh, he wanted to leave the club at, at a certain point. He was he was willing to go back to Barcelona, etc., etc. The club managed to find a solution to make him stay, or etc. So now, if I if if I were Neymar and the the club wanted to get rid of me, and when I wanted to leave, they wanted me to stay, I would be like, guys. Sorry, I wanted to go back to Barcelona. You wanted me to stay. I'm here now. Now I'm not leaving. I'm enjoying my life in Paris. I have a good salary. I have my mate Messi playing with me. I have something to uh, finish with uh, with the club, uh, i.e. to win the Champions League. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm not. My contract is running until 2027. I'm sorry, but, but I, I'm not going to leave. 
and and that's fair and that's fair to be fair that's that's fair enough and we know he's not going to go to Barcelona because they are in financial turmoil. And I was reading a piece today that they can't even afford that the, the players that they're currently signing, they're having to do all kinds of trickery in order to, to actually financially afford them. Um, that's, uh, that's another topic. We all, we all wonder how Barcelona is signing Rafinha and uh, Pavard and all those guys and being in financial uh, uh, trouble. Uh, but that's, that's not a topic for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can talk about Broke Barca another time. Stu, so let's, uh, we got a couple quick questions here and we'll get you out of here. Assuming everyone is healthy, uh, what is your ideal starting 11, starting with the goalkeeper? Just run through your, your starting 11. Uh, maybe that's a, some kind of unpopular opinion, but I'll go with Navas first. I'll go with Navas, then I'll go with. Mm, I'll go with, ideally, if we have Sergio Ramos fit, I'll go with um, Marquis uh, Kimpembe, Sergio Ramos. And then on the, on the wings, you have Nuno Mendes and Hakimi. And then midfield, I'll go with, uh, yeah, I'll go with, obviously, uh, Vitinha Verratti, if we have a, a good Verratti. And then the front three will be uh, um, uh, Mbappe, Messi, Neymar. That, that's interesting. Mine is pretty much the same. I think instead of Ramos, I think he will be on the bench, probably replace him with one of the new center backs that are going to be coming in. Um, and then mine might be controversial. I don't know if I have Messi in my ideal starting 11. I like the back three with Hakimi and Mendez as your fullbacks. I like the two midfielders in Verratti and Vitinha. And then up front, I don't know what you do there. I, I just don't think Messi fits as a, a winger. I don't know if Mbappe wants to be a striker. I don't know what you mean, yeah. So I, I don't know, but I, I think if we could get, you know, the, the kid from Stad Rams, uh, Hugo, if he comes in, or um, there's a couple of... yes, Ekitike, amazing yeah. prospects, amazing. I'm with you on this, yeah. <laughs> if he comes in, maybe I think he would be a better player. We, we need someone to replace Angel Di Maria, so... Yeah, controversial, but I don't know if I have Messi in my starting eleven right now. Um, give me your prediction. You said PSG. Understandable. Yeah, you said PSG are going to smash league on. I'm assuming that means you think that they're going to win that. Uh, Coupe de France, you want PSG to win that. Do you think they're going to win that? Um, I hope we're going to win that. Uh, we have definitely squads and uh, the domestic gaffer yeah. that can make us win the, all the domestic trophies. Uh, so that's that's my expectation. I, I don't I don't know if we're gonna make it, but we should, considering uh, what we have in place. Uh, I think domestically we have no excuse to not make the treble this year, especially with that gaffer that we brought, the the, the domestic experience that he has. I think we have no excuse domestically to make treble and win this season. Uh, again, smashing the league. Uh, I think I think we are we are dominating the league for years now. Uh, what happened again when we lost the title to Lille? It was a uh, it was uh, just a little bump on the road, and I think I think uh, we lost to to, to Lille rather than as I said, uh, Lille winning the title to us. But um, we usually win the the, the league with ten more than ten points difference, and I think it's going to happen again. I'm happy with that. It's just that I'm more focused on what we will offer on the pitch. In Ligue 1, as a style of play, as a as a scoreline as well, uh, uh, winning games like easy games with more than two or three goals differences, I think it's very important to uh, make big statements 
uh, during the whole year, and and we have all the tools to, to make it happen. So uh, so yeah, domestically, no 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 worry whatsoever. Yeah, we need to get back to those Laurent Blanc days. We used to beat teams by four four goals. That'd be nice. Um, and then the champions. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I think when PSG reached the Champions League final, it was sort of a different circumstance with COVID and no fans. Uh-huh. In the this season, no pandemic, um, but you do have the World Cup, and that's going to have an impact. Players are going to get injured. Players are going to be fatigued, and there's just it's a different season. So, is this the that's chance? why you need yeah. the bench? That's yeah, you, you need, need the actual quality. But I mean, do you do you think PSG? How far do you think they get in the Champions League this season? What is your prediction? Mm. Round of sixteen. For, yeah, max quarterfinal, max. I think max. max As I said, um, yeah, I'm not really expecting anything at a European level this season. To be fair. I'll be happy with us reaching the quarterfinals, to be fair. Interesting. I mean, it all comes down to who you play, who's injured. There's a lot of luck involved. I think this team, I think minimum quarterfinals. I think you have to get past where you were last season, and then maybe you get a lucky mm-hmm. there. But we know, um, is is the is it this year that the field is expanding? I don't. I don't think it's this year. I think it's starting next season. I okay. Think I, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I can look it up, or someone listening to this will correct us. But I don't know. I think you have to beat last season. You have to get further. I think this team has the the players in place. They're poised to win. They've been to the final. They've done everything that a team needs to have accomplished before they actually win it. They've experienced multiple um, heartbreaks along the the past couple of seasons. They've got the superstars. They've got a manager and a sporting director who can now put the right pieces, the role players around them. We've got youngsters. We've got a squad. We've got the ultras. I mean, everything is there. We just need a little bit of luck. And after the the past few years, we, we certainly deserve to have a little bit of luck. So I'm thinking minimum quarterfinals. I'd love to to get beyond that, but um, it, it'll be tough. It all comes down to luck. So, Stu, we're gonna get out of here. As you- long as we are playing, um, as long as we are playing Premier League, uh, Premier League clubs, I'll be happy because I can go on away days uh, against Chelsea, United, City, and Liverpool, and everything. I'll be happy to play uh, English teams, hundred percent. That would be amazing. Is there an English team in particular you'd love to see PSG play against? Chelsea again. We have something to uh, to uh, settle with Chelsea, especially with uh, Thiago Silva and uh, Thomas Tuchel, and probably Pembe. If we have to give Benvin Chelsea, we definitely need to play Chelsea, man. It has to happen. Hey, we've had a good uh, experience um, at Stamford Bridge. I remember Thiago Silva's header. That was amazing. Um, one of my favorite PSG moments since I've been following the club. So we'll see. It would be great to play Chelsea. We definitely uh, would like to take it to Tuchel and and, um, and beat them and, and march to a title. I mean, it'll be the biggest party ever if PSG could win the Champions League. But it's a crapshoot, so we'll have to see what happens. But... Uh, Stu, thank you so much for coming on the show, helping me preview this season. Um, is there any last uh, ob- observations that you made or players that you want? Any last words before we get out of here? Um, again, if, if I can share a word around um, around the club, um, these things take time. We need to be patient. Uh, 
support the badge before the players always um and and we're here for the club not not for the players uh patience 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 remember when we we got a young club in this game uh and uh these things take time uh, it will happen we we all know it's going to happen eventually it's just, it's just that we need the right tools and uh and yeah support support your club uh and and uh, even if even if sometimes it's complicated and then we have troubles and defeats and everything again the badge before everything Oh, perfectly said. And I think that's why I'm always optimistic. It's my club. I always think the best. I always think we're going to win, um, maybe to a fault. But I think those were great words. And I also want to give um, just a plug that perhaps you and I may be in the future doing some of the, the fan fest for uh, the, the club, PSG. So during the game or at halftime and before, you might be able to see us and hear our thoughts live uh, during uh, matches this season. So that's something we're working through. So um, hopefully we can do that. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, we can chat some more about PSG. But um, all right. Thanks again for uh, everyone out there for listening and subscribing. And uh, buckle up because the season's going to be a fun one. All right. Bye for now.